Welcome back to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is an audio compilation of my videos on YouTube, which you can find my YouTube channel on YouTube. If you uh, go to the search bar there and type at the film punch, should find my channel from there. Uh, but yeah, also for those of you who don't know, this podcast will be ending at episode 200, shooting for that episode to come out around February of early next year. But uh, yeah, a majority of my content will be over on YouTube going forward, so definitely recommend going and subscribing over there. Uh, also looking into making a Patreon eventually, so I'll let you guys know when the time comes for that. That's all I got for announcements and just kind of introducing you guys to this podcast. Uh, so now let's talk about what I have to talk about for the episode, which uh, I have two movies to review. And one of which is 2007's Enchanted, uh, which stars Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey. We also got uh, uh, James Marsden in there, Adina Menzel. Really great cast. I remember watching it in the theater when I was young. So uh, I was very excited to watch that one, excuse me, in preparation for the sequel. And I th think you can see where this is going. The uh, The second movie I will be reviewing and ending off the episode with is 2022's Disenchanted, which is a Disney Plus original film and the sequel to the 2007 Enchanted film. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have to review for you in this episode today. Uh, before I do any of that, I do have to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those. So that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now, on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So, 2007's Enchanted is directed by Kevin Lima, written by Bill Kelly. And if you don't know what this film is about, you have the character of Giselle, played by Amy Adams, who starts off in a cartoon fairy tale land. Not sure if it's hand-drawn or animated, maybe a little bit of both. Uh, but it does remind you heavily of the, the classic hand-drawn type of animation that Disney used to do. Uh, but yeah, she starts off in this fairy tale land where you have trolls and evil queens and princes on horseback and talking animals. And she meets the character of Prince Edward, played by James Marsden. Uh, his character is absolutely insane and just funny and hilarious. 
but also really stupid, but you also kind of love him. Uh, James Marsden plays him perfectly, which, by the way, Amy Adams as Giselle, absolutely fantastic in this movie as well. But I'll kind of get into some of the acting a little bit, a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, basically she meets, meets Prince Edward. They fall in love immediately, obviously, because it's a fairy tale land and that's what they do. And I mean, we've seen it in Frozen. We've seen it in pretty much every other princess type of movie. Uh, but yeah, Queen Nerissa, played by Susan Sard Sarandon, I believe. Um, she is not in love with the idea of them being in love. So she sends Giselle down a well. No, did not mean to, to rhyme right there, but that's just how it went. Um, and she goes down this well, and when she comes out, she comes out of a sewer drain and ends up in New York City. But not only is she in New York City, she's no longer a cartoon anymore. She is in live action, and obviously that's when Amy Adams comes in for the live action part. She also lends her voice to the cartoon role as well as the other actors in here. Um, but yeah, she finds out she's in New York. So you have this kind of fish out of water story of a fairy tale character being in a modern New York setting. And then that's when we meet the character of Patrick Dempsey, played by Robert Phil. The character of Robert... Oh my god. The character of Robert Phillip, played by Patrick Dempsey. You know what I meant in the beginning. Um, but yeah, we meet his character. He's a businessman. Uh, I believe he's a lawyer, actually. I, I'm not completely sure. I think he might be a lawyer of some sort. But um, yeah, we also have his, uh, his girlfriend, Idina Menzel. Uh, who plays Nancy Tremaine, and then, yeah, there we go, uh, Rachel Covey, who plays Morgan Phillip, uh, the daughter there. Uh, Julie Andrews is actually the narrator towards the beginning of the film, and I believe at, towards the end as well. And then you have Timothy Spall, uh, Scabbers himself, uh, the guy who was in Harry Potter as kind of the second-hand man of Voldemort. Uh, he plays Nathaniel. Uh, there was one more cast member that I wanted to mention, but I didn't write down. Uh, there was somebody who actually voiced the character, and I, forgive me for forgetting what the character's name is, but the uh, the chipmunk in the movie. Um, very funny character, very much liked him. Uh, there was an actor that actually voiced the character at one point, uh, but then when it comes into the live-action realm, you know, it's, it's a chipmunk, so it doesn't talk anymore. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this is a really fun movie. I remember seeing this in the theater with my mom back when it came out. And these are the types of movies slash shows that you wouldn't really, especially as a guy back, you know, not even that long ago. This is the kind of movie that you wouldn't really tell your friends you watched. Um, you know, as a kid, I was into stuff like Hannah Montana and Camp Rock and Wizards. Well, Wizards isn't like too girly or anything really, but... Like, most, a lot of the Disney Channel stuff kind of got associated with being girly, and if guys watched it, you know, it was kind of gay, you know? Uh, and, and these types of movies, same same thing. Um, but I did like these types of movies for the most part. I mean, I wouldn't say I loved them. Um, even as a kid, I wouldn't say I had a favorite princess movie. I mean, now, would I even say I do? Not really. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is pretty good, but... Um, I mean, it's these types of movies as a kid that I wasn't really, like, allowed to talk about how I liked. But I, I do like this movie. Um, that being said, 
watching it all these years later, there's, uh, there's things that I noticed that I didn't notice as a kid. Um, the biggest thing for me is that the climax of the film, and I'm going to spoil a little bit here, but hey, it's been out since 2007, so um, <clears throat> you have Queen Nerissa when she comes into the live-action realm and she turns into a dragon. I mean, obviously the, the VFX for 2007, they're not horrible. They hold up pretty well, but they also kind of do look like PS2 graphics. Um, and that final battle, it just should have felt a lot more intense and scary and unbeatable but it's kind of like a ryan george pitch meeting moment it was super easy barely an inconvenience uh they they dealt with that pretty fucking quick sorry for swearing i know it's a kid's movie but oh well that's just my channel at this point um but like they really dealt with that final battle super quickly it got over and like i mean granted we had the whole part in there and if you've seen it you know but the whole part of eating the apple and whatnot getting poisoned and then true love's kiss and all that stuff like we have that element in there but when it comes to like an actual final battle it only lasted not even like five minutes so yeah i don't know i and part of me thinks it's just because of the vfx budget um, I can't imagine they put a whole lot of money into this, and the most amount of money they probably put into it was for, um, for the cartoon stuff. I, I don't know how much that actually costs, so maybe it's not that bad, but I'd imagine it does take a lot of time and work to, to actually make that type of stuff. So, um, for the time, I would say the VFX actually do hold up in this movie. Um, but yeah, not too bad on that, that note. Um... I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of complaints about this one. The only thing I'd really say is that this movie at this point in my life, you know, at this age, just really isn't for me. Um, but I am really curious to see what they do with the sequel, Disenchanted, which, I mean, I, I'm guessing you can probably see why I'm reviewing this is because I want to watch that and review it. It's a shame I can't watch that one in theaters. Uh, go and watch that with my mom like we did with the uh, the first one, but... Hey, uh, I believe she's already watched it. I don't know if I heard how she felt about it. Uh, but from the trailer alone, it didn't look very good to me. I didn't really like where they were taking the story. Uh, but it does have my Rudolph and a few other actors that I do do quite like. So I'm excited to check that out. Uh, but yeah, let me see here if I have any other notes. Uh, uh, like I said before, I like the fish out of water stuff. It's not completely original. It's been done before in a lot of other movies and shows, but this movie makes it unique by, by kind of putting that twist on it of, oh, this is a fairy tale character coming into live action. That's something that's actually been done recently with another Disney Plus film. Well, I guess the original Enchanted wasn't a Disney Plus film, but, um, it was called Godmother, I believe, uh, don't ask me who the main actress was, because I cannot remember her name at the moment, but, um, I think it's, like, Jillian something, I could be wrong, uh, but she was really funny in it, but it, it almost feels like that movie could have been set in the same universe, um, but, but, yeah, it kind of, that, that feels like a movie that kind of sprawled from this movie being made, and then there were other movies that I was thinking about, too, um, you know, like the whole Space Jam thing, Space Jam came before this movie, but it's kind of like a similar thing there, and then especially in the, the second Space Jam movie, there's elements 
where they kind of do what they were doing in this movie, um, where, you know, the, the cartoon characters were coming into the real world. Um, trying to think if there was something else. Um, oh, the musical aspects. I feel like I've seen a few musicals within the past few years that when, pe when people break out into song, other people around them actually address it and are like, why are you singing? What's going on? Um, there's been a few movies that I've seen. I can't name any of them, but I know that I've seen a few since this movie came out, uh, that have done a similar thing. Um, so I feel like from this movie, like there's a lot of different ideas that kind of maybe people took from it. And, um, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to, to kind of look at there. This, this maybe paved the way for some other types of movies, especially other Disney movies to be made with that, with that godmothered one, uh, which I didn't really care for too much, but, uh, yeah, let me see here. I think I already said this, but every actor in here does a really great job. Um, yeah, let me see. Uh, Amy Adams, fantastic in this movie. I think she absolutely kills it. I mean, she's a great actress in general. I, I don't, I don't think she'd ever do a bad job in any other movie, but, uh, it'd be hard for me to see any other actor take, take her place as Giselle in this movie. So, um, Susan Sarandon, sorry, I, I can barely read my own handwriting here. Uh, but she does a really good job as Queen Nerissa. Um, I will say you don't see a whole lot of her in the live action. Um, you mainly see more of her in the cartoon form. Uh, but when she does come into the live action, especially as a kid, I remember being like, oh, shit, here she comes. Um, it was a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, she does a really great job in here. She isn't necessarily a standout to me in the end. Um, I don't know. When you, when you pair it up with so many other fantastic villains that we've gotten just from Disney in general, like these Disney animated movies and whatnot... Um, does she necessarily stand out above the rest? No, because honestly, what are, what are they doing? I mean, she has the poison apple aspect. They're taking elements from, from other fairy tales and whatnot, which I can appreciate, but at the same time, at, at, at times it's hard, especially for a villain to make you really care about the villain or, or be interested in it when it's just kind of copying what they've done before. With the character of Giselle, you have the whole movie to like, make her different from any other, like, princess, I guess you could say, Disney princess, uh, but when it comes to the villain, I mean, like a lot of these types of movies, the villain's kind of weak, so, um, but yeah, James Marsden, great in this movie as well, Patrick Dempsey, I think, does a really great job, uh, Timothy Spall, I think, has a standout performance in this movie, uh, Idina Menzel kind of gets put, like, pushed back to the just, being the girlfriend role of the movie. That's pretty much all she is in the movie. Which is crazy because in a way it almost feels like Idina Menzel, why is she not like one of the stars of this movie? Why is she not playing like the evil queen or something like that? I know that really wouldn't work out in terms of in terms of age, but um you know, you could age her up or whatnot. Um but yeah, she's a huge actress, especially now. It's it's crazy that she kinda just got pushed back to that that role. Um, I, I feel like even before this movie, she was really big on Broadway with, with, uh, with shows like Wicked and whatnot. So, um, I mean, she's still great in the movie, but, but she kind of gets pushed to the background. 
Uh, Rachel Covey, I mean, it's a kid actor, so she does good for being a kid actor. Um, she did not return for the the role in Disenchanted. Uh, however, I believe she did re uh, premiere. Can't talk. D believe she did uh, uh, attend the premiere. So uh, there's no like uh, there's no beef there. So that's good. Um, then I, I can't really say a whole lot about Julie Andrews because she's just the narrator. But I mean, Julie Andrews is fantastic, obviously. Uh, and then the actor, whoever voiced uh, oh, Pip, the excuse me. Pip the, the chipmunk or Pip the squirrel or whatever it is. Um, Pip, he was cool. I liked Pip. Even though he didn't talk for most of the movie because he was in the live action form, like I said, he wasn't talking in the live action form, only in the cartoon form. Um, he was still like very animated. He was basically doing uh, uh, charades to try to get things across to people. And especially with, uh, with Prince Edward, he was just so bad at guessing what he was trying to get across. He was, he's such an idiot in this movie, but you kind of got to love him at times. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty great movie. If you haven't seen it, hopefully I didn't give a, give too much way. I don't really think I did. Maybe some stuff about the end there, but I think I, I left a lot of, uh, some good stuff in there for you to be surprised by and enjoy. Uh, but overall, very, very good movie. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, over the last couple of videos, I've been talking about this new ranking system I have, and some of these rankings uh, don't quite make sense with the movie that came out in 2007, but just bear with me. I'm going to get you through all of the rankings and just kind of give you a brief explanation of them, and then I will tell you where I rank this movie. Not going to do this in every video, just over the next handful of videos or so. Uh, just until people kind of get used to it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, let's start with the top, which is leave your house immediately. I mean, when it comes to a streaming movie, you can't really leave your house, but it has the same effect. Turn on your TV immediately, watch this immediately. Uh, so I have leave your house immediately, which is a very rare tier of me to use. I won't be using this very often, so if I use it, you know I mean it. Uh, tier below that is weekend plans. So watch it opening weekend, or if it's on streaming, you know, watch it the first weekend it's out or whatever. Don't rush to watch it. Don't be the first person to watch it. Um, but, but check it out when it, when it hits streaming or whatever, or hits the theaters. Uh, but yeah, tier below that, avoid the crowds, wait a couple weeks, maybe get the theater yourself, go on a weekday. It's nice to get the theater yourself. I won't lie. Uh, you know, nobody else around you don't have to worry about them making noise, can just kind of enjoy the movie as loud as you want. Very much enjoy it, uh, which I don't experience very often because I see a lot of movies opening day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, avoid the crowds. That's that's something I'm gonna gonna say pretty often with a lot of movies, I won't lie. Um, excuse me. But yeah, when it comes to like a, a streaming movie or whatever, uh, and, and this applies for shows too, uh, but when it comes to like anything on streaming, it's just like, oh yeah, you can wait a couple couple weeks, add it to your list, wait, get it, oh my god, I can't talk right now. It's getting late, bear with me, <laughs> uh, but get to it when you get a second. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's just keep going. Uh, tier below that, rent it, pay to watch it at home. 
Um, so if it's on a streaming service and maybe if you don't have the streaming service, pay for the streaming service to watch it. Uh, or if it's on VOD or whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, tier below that, stream it. If it's on a streaming service you already own, then check it out, add it to your list. Uh, but don't go out of your way to buy a streaming service you don't have to watch it. Uh, tier below that is last week's leftovers, uh, which my description here is might not be completely horrible, but you'll, you might regret it later. Uh, so you might turn this movie on you'd be like, hey, this might be fun. You watch it afterwards. You're like, yeah, I regret watching that. But, you know, hey, that was my decision. Tier below that is throw it in the trash. Those leftovers have turned. Uh, this is the point when you turn on the movie, you get finished with it, and you're actually mad for the rest of the night. And it makes you not want to watch movies for a little while. Uh, but, yeah, tier below that is throw it in the trash and set it on fire. Pretty much as bad as it gets. I don't, I don't think it'll ever get as bad as that with any movie I review, but we'll see. And for that reason, I had to put a tier below that as well, which is a Chernobyl-level disaster. And my description for that is, how did this get made? If you like this, seek medical attention. Uh, that one's probably going to be just as rare, if not more, for than the uh, leave your house immediately tier. So, yeah, might not get used often, but... Again, we shall see. As for 2007's Enchanted, and sorry for that taking so long for me to get through. Um, I mean, it's been out since 2007. If you want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus, or you can pay to watch it on, you know, if you rent it or whatnot. Uh, but for the most part, you know, for the sake of uh, the tier list and how I feel about the movie, it would kind of be like an avoid the crowds type of movie for me. Uh, wait a couple weeks until until people... And this is my perspective of, like, when this movie came out in the theater. Wait a couple weeks to watch it. Go when it's not super crowded. Enjoy yourself at the movie. Maybe go on a weekday. Um, maybe go earlier in the day as well. Um, because, you know, prices are cheaper, too. So, yeah. I mean, depending on the day you go, you can get, like, a... a $5 ticket or some some shit like that. I think the theater I go to has maybe 3 to $5 tickets on Thursday or something like that. Uh, but yeah, this movie's already out, so obviously you can go stream it or, or watch it uh, if you pay for it on VOD or whatever it might be. So yeah, I mean, it would make more sense to say rent it, but I'm, I'm saying you could pay for it and it would, it wouldn't be a bad decision. And also, if you are a parent, this is a very good movie for you to watch with your children. There is some humor that is a little suggestive, uh, but depending on the age of your child, they, it'll probably fly right over their heads, uh, and they don't go too heavy-handed with it either. But there are some kind of suggestive scenes involving a naked woman, but she's wrapped up in a towel, but also, I don't know. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good movie. I'd recommend it. Uh, and if you're wanting to watch Disenchanted, I'd definitely say watch this movie before. Uh, but yeah, there's my review for 2007's Enchanted. Have you seen it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I would love to know. I definitely very much like this movie, uh, but it's not like one of my favorites of all time. Probably not even in my top like 50, but um, yeah, have you not seen it? Are you going to watch it anytime soon? Are you going to watch it before you watch Disenchanted? Do you have any interest in watching Disenchanted? why or why not yes no maybe so i don't know 
Uh, comment down below with really anything you want. I'd just love to see the engagement and chat with you chat with you guys down below. I respond to pretty much every comment. So thank you all for watching. Once again, leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. All right, so 2022's Disenchanted is a Disney Plus original film and the sequel to 2007's Enchanted. This one is directed by Adam Shankman, teleplay by Bridget Hales, which, since this is a movie made for television, it's a teleplay rather than a screenplay. And the story is by David N. Weiss, Richard LaGravenes, is that how you say that? And uh, J. David Stem, based on characters created by Bill Kelly. Uh, so yeah, this brings back... A lot of the original cast, uh, you have Amy Adams, of course, as Giselle. We also have James Marsden coming back as Prince Edward. Uh, Patrick Dempsey coming back as Robert Phillip. Uh, let me see here, who else do we have returning? Uh, Idina Menzel, of course, as Nancy Tremaine. Um, I think that might be it. Uh... Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of new characters in here. I mean, the one thing I should address here is that we have a returning character, but not a returning actor to the character. Uh, Gabriella Baldacino, hopefully I'm saying that right, plays Morgan Phillip, which is the little girl from the first movie, played by a different actress here who honestly looks a lot like that little girl grown up, so it surprised me to know that it wasn't her. Uh, but there are some scenes used from the original movie and some uh, dialogue used. And the original actor there who played Morgan was Rachel Covey. Um, there's there's some elements in this movie where you kind of see scenes from the other uh, from the other films. So um, they they do actually show that actress just as a kid, I guess. Uh, but yeah, also. New characters in the cast. My Rudolph plays Malvina Monroe. A uh, very great villainous name there. Obviously, she is the villain of the film, as, as, <clears throat> excuse me, as you can probably gather from that. Um, Alan Tudyk plays Scroll, which is something that comes along with the wand that Giselle receives in this movie. Um, that kind of gives you information that you need to know. Um, Alan Tudyk does a lot of voice work, so it's cool to see him showing up in here. Uh, who else do we have in here? Yvette Nicole Brown comes in here as Rosaline. Uh, Oscar Nunez comes in as Edgar, slash also the Magic Mirror. Uh, we have Jama Mays, who a lot of people know from Glee, playing Ruby. Um, let me see. I think that that's pretty much the main main cast here you also have Colton Stewart as Tyson Monroe and Griffin Newman coming I believe he's coming back uh from the first film excuse me doing the vip uh, bip doing the voice of Pip <laughs> um so yeah that's that's another returning actor there uh but that's pretty much the main cast of this movie in general and in this movie I saw the trailer for it. I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it because from the trailer alone I didn't really care for where they were taking the plot. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you know that um, there's this whole thing with Giselle kind of turning into an evil stepmother. And that's the one aspect that I really just don't care for about this movie. 
Um, that's the one plot line I feel like they probably could have left out, but if they did, it wouldn't have led to other things that happened in this movie that I actually kind of liked. Um, I won't spoil anything huge, but I will say there is a little more focus put on the character of Morgan, kind of making it like, and they aren't as heavy handed on, oh, we're trying to set her up to be the big person of the future. Uh, you know, the big person the the new face of the franchise essentially like they did with Hocus Pocus 2 and a lot of other Disney movies that are that are uh reboots or sequels to classic films um they, they're not too heavy-handed on trying to really milk this there isn't an obvious ending where it's just like yeah they're gonna make a sequel that it's they make it very clear uh but no in this movie they, they keep it open-ended enough but they make it so it's like, hey, if we stop here, that's fine. We, like, there, this is a satisfying conclusion to the story. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of good elements to this movie that I do like in terms of like the whole family aspect to it, and there are some more emotional aspects that really did get to me. Um, obviously, this is a musical. I do like musicals, but when it comes to this one, there's so many times where I was like. Oh my god, is she gonna start singing again? I was just like, please don't sing, start singing, and then they do, and I'm just like, oh. But then I'm like, all right, well, let me listen to the song. Maybe it'll be good. And nine times out of ten, the song is like kind of meh, and my eyes kind of glaze over halfway through. Uh, but there was one, especially towards the end, with Idina Menzel's character that really got me. Um, it's the type of song I'd listen to outside of watching the movie and actually look it up on Spotify and listen to it because it actually kind of, it, it got a couple of tears out of me. But, um, I mean, obviously I did, Idina Menzel, if you don't know, she played Elsa in Frozen. She's also a really great Broadway actress. So, um, very talented person. Anytime she's singing is a great time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically in this story, you have Giselle who moves to this new town with uh with Robert and Morgan and also her uh her new baby Sophia and um she finds out that life isn't as much of a fairy tale as that as she thought it would be and so with this wand that she receives she makes a wish to make her life more of a fairy tale and in doing that turns the whole town she's in into a fairy tale land honestly it kind of gave me vibes of WandaVision in fact there's a few elements in this movie that gave me gave me uh, vibes of WandaVision and, and other Marvel stuff as well, and including Endgame and, and Infinity War. Like, there's certain elements in this movie, oh, Multiverse of Madness too, um, the whole, like, Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange thing. That was kind of a thing that happened in this movie, not with, like, Giselle fighting Giselle, but there was a certain thing they did. And if you've seen Multiverse of Madness and you've seen this movie, you might know what I'm talking about, but... There were moments in there where I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching a Marvel movie. And there's like story beats in here that feel like a Marvel movie. Uh, but that's besides the point. I'm getting off topic. I was telling you about the movie. But in making this wish, again, turns her whole town into a fairy tale land. And Andalasia, the place where she originally comes from, is becoming one with the real world. Uh, which you really don't see on a big scale. It's just this one town, which also, again, kind of makes me think of WandaVision. But in doing that as well, she starts turning into an evil stepmother. And um, 
yeah, there's a whole thing between her and Morgan in this movie where Morgan isn't as happy as she was in the first movie about having a princess as a mother. Um, she's a teenager now and yeah, I mean, she's more embarrassed by it and doesn't like when she breaks out in a song. Whereas in the first movie, like people addressed her breaking out a song and being the way she was and is like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of weird. Like you have that whole scene in that movie. Sorry, I was just itching my back. Um, but you have that whole scene in the first movie where she like breaks out into song and everybody around her breaks out into song too. And they don't really do that in this movie. And when they do that, it's it's in this other fairy tale land that she created. Um, so it kind of fits within the story a little bit more why everybody else is breaking out in the song with her. Um, but yeah, is this movie better than the first one? No, it's not. I, I don't love it. But it was a fun watch. I mean, am I really going to watch either of these movies? Not really. The, these aren't movies made for me. Um, at a certain time, I'd say, yes, these are movies I really very much like. Enchanted is a movie I've seen quite a few times growing up. Um, as I said in my review for the first one, as a kid, these are the types of movies and shows and whatnot that I wasn't really allowed to talk about that I liked, you know, around people at school and whatnot, because at the time when I was a kid, that was like labeled gay if you watch movies like this or if you watch shows like Hannah Montana and stuff like that. Um, so I did watch a lot of the shows like that and liked movies like this. Um, I did watch the original Enchanted in the theaters uh, with my mom, which it would have been fun to see this movie in the theater with her as well, since we saw the original, uh, original in the theater as well. Um, but hey, I, I think this movie definitely... Definitely feels better for Disney Plus. Um, would I necessarily say it, it's worth being on streaming and just like not really paid for? Maybe not necessarily, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, excuse me. But like I said before, the whole WandaVision thing, um, as soon as the character of uh, uh, Malvina Monroe gets introduced, played by Maya Rudolph, I'm like, oh my God, they're literally doing a... Uh, um, what's her name again? Agatha, Agatha Harkness thing. They're literally doing an Agatha, Agatha thing. Um, and, and they don't really do that too much. I mean, there, there's elements that they kind of take from it, but it's not an all out, just like blatant rip off. Um, <laughs> that's not the exact thing that they're going for with it. Um, and then there's elements again, like I said, with, kind of reminded me of Infinity War. It was very brief, but it reminded me of that. And then I feel like there were some other things in there that reminded me of other Marvel movies, but I can't think of anything. Of the, oh, like I said, the uh, Doctor Strange thing. Um, so I was like, oh my God. I mean, it is Disney, so it makes sense that there's probably going to be similar storylines and similar beats. And also in this movie, like they kind of poke fun at other princess movies and whatnot you have a scene where morgan's singing and she like sits down like this and then water comes up behind her like she's ariel like um the original enchanted even had elements of other disney movies with the evil queen in there being kind of like the evil queen in snow white a mixture of that and also the uh the evil queen or whatever in Maleficent, or not Maleficent, but, well, yeah, the character of Maleficent and the evil queen in uh, Snow White, basically a mixture of those two characters. Um, 
And then Giselle, <clears throat> excuse me, Giselle, I always feel like had elements of, uh, of Rapunzel without the long hair, of course. And, and honestly, that's, that's the main thing she reminds me of. Uh, other than that, she very much is her own character. And that's kind of a thing I don't like about the first movie is that she's kind of her own character, but the villain is kind of just maybe not a ripoff, maybe inspired by, but also inspired by at times can kind of feel like a ripoff of just other characters that have come before. And in this movie, <clears throat> they don't go super heavy handed on it by any means, but they take a lot of inspiration from a lot of other princess movies, other fairy tales and stuff like that. So um, basically with like most sequels, with what they did in the first one, they doubled down on it in the in the second one and try to make it even bigger than the first one was. Did they succeed in doing that? Kinda, but not really for me personally. Um, I honestly think that since it's on streaming, I feel like it kind of has a the the climax, especially kind of has a lot lower of a scale. It feels like, but. Um, for the most part, I did have a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, let me look at some of my, uh, some of my notes here. I don't think I really wrote down a whole, a whole lot. Um, I already said, I believe that I don't really like the whole plot of Giselle turning into an evil queen. Um, but like I also said, it's very important for that to happen for a lot of other things to happen in the film that I really did like. So, um, in terms of Maya Rudolph as the villain of the film, I think she's pretty great. Um, is she better than the the villain of the first movie? I kind of have to say so because the, the villain of the first movie kind of just seemed a little one note. And did Maya Rudolph in this movie seem a little one note? I mean, yeah. But at the same time, it was Maya Rudolph and she was having a lot of fun with it. And uh, it was really fun to see Giselle and Maya Rudolph just kind of like try to out-evil each other. And by the way, both of these characters, especially Amy Adams, even though I don't love the whole aspect of her character turning evil you can tell that amy adams is ha having so much fun doing it and that makes it so much better for me to watch um but yeah it's it's about two hours long does it need to be that long not really but that being said do you feel that length do you feel that runtime when you're watching it not really um do you feel that length and that's what she said um i know this is a kid's movie i'm sorry whatever um but yeah i mean not being better than the first, but still still making a, a valiant sequel, valiant effort for a good sequel. Um, I, I think they did have a lot of fun with it, and they probably had a lot lower of a budget. But at the time of the first one with the uh, the VFX they had in there, is very much PS2 graphics. In this movie, they kind of have some of those PS2 graphics, but in other elements, they kind of have a little bit better updated uh, visual effects. So... Um, I mean, that's, that's always a plus, I guess, but overall this, this one really isn't a winner for me. Um, but I, I still had fun watching it. Um, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make the, the first one bad by any means. So I think that's a good thing because sequels can do that. Sometimes they can make what came before it kind of worse because you're just kind of like either retconning things from the first one or, or just like uh, just completely changing things up, but I mean we've seen it with Star Wars before. People freaked out with the whole sequel thing there, and um, I mean they easily could have done something like that here. I mean, granted, does Enchanted has a, have a, 
God, I can't talk. Does Enchanted have as big of a fan base as Star Wars? Hell no. No way in hell that there are as many Enchanted fans as there are Star Wars fans. Um, I wouldn't even say there are half as many Enchanted fans as there are Star Wars fans. Um, but I mean, will this piss any fans of the original off? No, I think a lot of people are going to have fun with this. Anybody who liked the first one is going to have fun with this one. So it's worth checking out if you have Disney+. Plus you know, go watch it, add it to your list, get around to it when you can. Uh, but if you don't have Disney Plus, maybe consider subscribing. Uh, does Disney Plus do free trials? I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, I have a new ranking system. I'm not sure how concrete this ranking system will be, but this is what the ranking system will be for now. Um, I've kind of talked about it over the last couple of reviews and have mentioned that I'll continue to talk about it over the next handful of videos just to get people used to it uh but usually I would do like oh one out of ten how do I feel about this movie but now I have a bit of a different system so let me run you through it from the best to the worst starting at the top leave your house immediately uh which is a very rare thing for me to use so if I use this tier you'll know that I mean it uh when it comes to like streaming service stuff or like tv shows it has the same effect Turn on your TV immediately, watch it immediately. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, hiccups. So uh, yeah, that's the first tier. Below that, I have weekend plans. Watch it opening weekend, or if it's on streaming services again, watch it the fir first weekend it's out. Wow, I really can't talk right now, can I? It is getting kind of late, it's towards 2 a.m., so bear with me. Uh, but yeah, tier below that is avoid the crowds. Wait a couple weeks to watch in the theater, go on a weekday. Maybe go when it's a little bit cheaper, and maybe go when the theater is a little little less packed. And sometimes, hey, you never know, you might have the theater to yourself, which is a very fun experience because you don't have to worry about the asshole around you, you know, bringing the, literally the loudest bag of I don't even know what into the theater. Uh, when I was watching the menu, they brought in, I don't even know what how to describe what kind of bag it was, but... It was the loudest bag. It, it was like a produce bag. You know how loud those produce bags are? They brought one of those and maybe they brought like homemade popcorn or something so you didn't have to pay. They had like Red Bulls and like all sorts of stuff. And the, the employees were passing by them and not saying anything. I was like, come on, guys. Uh, but like they had the loudest bag for their popcorn ever. Most annoying thing. Uh, so try to go on a day when you don't, you know, have to deal with those types of people. <laughs> Uh, tier below that is rent it, pay to watch it at home, or if it's on a streaming service and you happen to not have that streaming service, maybe pay to uh, to get that streaming service. Guessing kind of see where I'm ranking this movie, but we'll keep going. Tier below that is stream it. If it appears on a streaming service that you already have, consider adding it to your list and watching it. But if you don't already have that streaming service, don't don't buy another streaming service just to watch it. Uh, tier below that is last week's leftovers, uh, and my description here is might not be horrible, but you might regret it later. The type of movie that you put on and be like, hey, this might be fun to watch, uh, might be fun to laugh at, and then after you get like maybe 45 minutes in, you're like, oh no, they were right, and now I'm having a horrible night. Uh, but yeah, the tier below that, throw it in the trash, those leftovers have turned. Um, this is when you're watching a movie, and you know it's bad but you're like, maybe it'll be fun. And then it's just like, oh, this didn't just ruin my night. This ruined like my whole week. If you watch this with somebody, it's like, 
your relationship with them might not be too good anymore. <laughs> uh, I know my descriptions are getting weird here, but uh, bear with me. As it gets worse, the descriptions here get even weirder. Um, tier below that is throwing the trash and set it on fire. Pretty self-explanatory, pretty much as bad as it gets. Uh, this, if movies were board games, this one would be Monopoly because it destroys relationships. Um, and you might think, wow, throw in the trash and set it on fire. How does it get worse than that? And it does. There's one more tier left, a tier below that, and it is the Chernobyl level disaster. And my description there is how the hell did this get made? If this is your favorite movie or show, you need to seek medical attention immediately. Um, which that tier in it is in it of itself is probably going to be equally as rare if not more than the uh the leave your house immediately tier so um if you if you hear me say that that tier yeah i mean you you might want to like spam uh, uh what is it f in the chat spam f in the chat yeah um wow that was me trying to be like a lot younger than i actually am but i mean i'm only 22 but i don't understand that shit never mind beside the point uh but yeah if you heard me before this movie disenchanted 2022 even though it is on a streaming service i'd give it a rent it for the sake of the you know the ranking here uh pay to watch it at home so i guess yeah you could stream it if you have disney plus but if you don't i'd recommend maybe maybe checking out disney plus maybe getting yourself a free trial if you can or just paying for a month of it it's not too incredibly expensive uh rent it or not rent it uh but pay to watch this movie on Disney Plus, and hey, you also have Disney Plus in the process, so you can watch whatever else is on there, which there's a lot of pretty good stuff, but yeah, if you have kids especially, I, I would say if you, don't ha if you don't have Disney Plus by now, what the hell are you doing with your life? Uh, you absolutely, absolutely need it, uh, because it'll be, if you're a single parent, it'll be the second parent you need. If you have, you know, two parents in the relationship there, it'll be the third parent, um, it's honestly the best babysitter, so consider buying Disney Plus if you have kids, or if you're an adult, too. There's good stuff to watch on there if you're an adult as well. Uh, but yeah, there's my ranking and also my review for 2022's Disenchanted on Disney Plus. Have you seen it? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say I liked it or loved it by any means. Um, nothing... Nothing groundbreaking, but as somebody who remembers watching the original in the theater uh, and enjoying it as a kid, there's a level of nostalgia for this movie that I did have, and everybody just kind of fell back into place, and while certain things were kind of mixed up a little bit with the fairy tale aspect of the film, um, it, it was still a fun movie to, uh, to experience, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to look back and see where I ranked Enchanted, actually, because I might have put it in Stream It. Um, no, I put it in Rent It. So I'd, I'd put this at about the same level as the first one, um, neither of which are completely groundbreaking to me, but they are fun movies and have a really good cast, and all of them seem to have a lot of fun with it. And it's also a great movie for... For younger audiences, which I always try to go a little bit easier on, especially if they're not all completely bad. But I've seen some really bad children's movies, so this is by far not a bad children's movie. So 
definitely consider checking it out with your children if you haven't. Um, if you haven't seen it, are you planning on checking it out? Why or why not? Have you seen the, uh, the first one? Let me know. Really, just in general, comment down below. If you have a suggestion on a movie or show that you want me to watch, I will try to get to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see about that. I already have a lot of, like, stuff mapped out for the next couple of weeks or so. It'll be kind of busy. Uh, but speaking of which, next video should be out on Wednesday. Not exactly sure what the review will be yet, but uh, pretty much from Wednesday on uh, until I'm not sure when I will be posting reviews every day because there's a lot coming out. But yeah, once again, thank you all for watching. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I'm on YouTube at The Film Punch. Type that, type that into the search bar on YouTube, and you should be able to find my channel from there. Um, same for the Facebook and Instagram. It's at The Film Punch. Excuse me. Uh, I feel like I'm going to cough. I don't know why, but my throat is just so dry tonight. Don't think it's COVID because uh, still, uh, still within that 90 days. But I don't know if that's bullshit or not. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I usually have the end of the episode just be when I talk about whatever I want to talk about, but there's nothing huge I really want to talk about at the moment, plus I feel like I'm about to have a coughing fit, so maybe it's just best to, to cut this outro short, but once again, thank you all for listening, head over to my YouTube channel at The Film Punch, uh, and I will see you in the next one, not sure what the reviews will be, but or like what the, the order of reviews will be, because there's a lot coming out, but we shall see. See you in the next one.